Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight to be with you on this December the 9th of 2020. We are so excited to get into the Word of God this morning and uh, and ready, and ready. We begun uh, yesterday, uh, last uh, well, on Monday, we begun, and we've been in the book of Isaiah and the book of Daniel, and God is revealing some very, very peculiar things not i want to say cool things but uh, it's more than cool it's, it's something so vital uh for the body of christ so we are excited we pray that you are too as we're gonna fellowship and glean from the word of god this morning joining us in our panel today is uh, brother marty and brother fernando as always it is a pleasure and an honor to be able to study the word of god together so brother marty we'll leave it to you as we continue to study in the book of Daniel and and, uh, and to share for what God has placed in your heart as we study the Word of God together. Amen. It's uh, good to uh, be back again today as we continue our studies this week in where we believe we are uh, in human history, uh, particularly at the times that we find ourselves closing out 2020 and headed into 2021. We encourage those of you that are just joining us to go back and listen to the podcast from yesterday as we drew many, many parallels uh, to our times, uh, spiritually speaking. And we want to we reiterate that we are doing our best um, to, to seek answers for what is actually happening right now. And we, we, we cannot, you know, definitively say that we are absolutely 100%, uh, you know, convinced that this is how it's going to be but what we are doing is what we are instructed by the scriptures to do and that is to compare spiritual things with spiritual things the apostle peter commanded us precisely the final generation that would come up under the obvious evident tokens and signs that would begin to flow in the final generation daniel calls it the end time generation uh to to begin at those points and, and moments of history, especially upon whom the ends of the world have quite conceivably come, to, to begin to turn our attention uh, to the writings of the holy prophets and the commandments of the holy apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ and his own words uh, in, in how the Lord laid out human history. There are particular events and things that would transpire that would alert us to the fact that we have entered into some very, very interesting and prophetic times. And that is what we're searching for. And in our search and quest, which really began in earnest back in March, early March of 2020, which have now brought us to the final few weeks of 2020 heading into 2021, uh, we have had tremendous things unfold to us as we in earnest began to seek uh, the Lord uh, for information, for insight, for light, as Brother Jeremy quoted yesterday uh, in referencing the candlestick, uh, Psalm 119, 105, I think it is, it says, the word of God is a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto our path. So that is, in essence, what we're doing is, is, is applying the word of God uh, as a light to our path and, and taking the steps forward always humbly so seeking not to do any violence to the word of god but merely to search the scriptures uh, to see if these things be so and so that's what we encourage you to do 
as as you continue your journey uh, in our fellowship together in these podcasts, wherever you may be listening around the world. And so we're excited today as we continue to explore uh, what we began yesterday, uh, the spiritual parallels uh, in, in the great vision that was given to Daniel that seemed to be quite possibly uh, unfolding uh, insight into the very thing that we're witnessing taking place all over the world right now, particularly in the United States of America and the rest of the world, of course. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask Brother Jeremy to begin our study again today, if you would, Brother Jeremy, reading uh, the first four verses of Daniel chapter 7, and we'll, we'll go from there in Jesus' name. Amen. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man and made stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. Amen. And <laughs> I, uh, I'm amazed at what Daniel saw here. And, and again, yesterday we talked about uh, the parallels that we see in the imagery that is being revealed here. Uh, everything is very specific in the Word of God, and, and as Daniel pointed out, and again, we encourage you to go back uh, and listen to the podcast from yesterday uh, called Lions and Bears in the Great Global Reset, because that is where we are, and we are witnessing the attempt uh, of spiritual forces uh, to, to bring about change on a global scale. It's already well underway. As I was reading this uh, and meditating on these things, I began to think about what the Bible is revealing here. And from from verse uh, three, I think it is verse two, it talks about the four winds of heaven striving on the great sea. Yesterday we talked about in the symbology, um, the spirit of Babylon or the kingdom of Babylon paralleling very much so uh, what is transpiring quite possibly right now uh, in the United States of America. The lion, uh, it, our attention is drawn to the lion uh, as, as, a, as the first beast is described by Daniel. And we liken that to the British Empire whose symbol is the lion. We're then told that that lion has added to it two, two wings as an eagle. And so we hypothesize that it is quite possible in that parallel that what was being revealed here by the prophet Daniel is and what he was being shown was that there would be a a kingdom uh that would arise that would be comprised of both lion and eagle we believe that's quite possibly the united states of america and and in the parallels we began to see that what daniel revealed in verse 1 
is that his vision occurred at the time of the decline of the Babylonian Empire. And that a king would come to power whose name was Belshazzar. And from the time that Daniel's vision came in the very first year of the ascendancy of Belshazzar to the throne, a four-year period is all that would be left. So when we look into the scripture, as Brother Jeremy was just reading there, this first beast that Daniel draws our attention to uh, begins uh, as a lion, uh, has the wings added to it of the great eagle, but then they're plucked from the back of the lion, and suddenly all that is left is one single person, a man who stands up on his feet, and it's just before the transference of global power from one kingdom to another. And so what's being revealed there to us is that a single individual, in Daniel's case, it was represented by Belshazzar, would be left isolated in many senses, having no power uh, to <laughs> to withhold uh, the coming of the great global reset is how we talked about it. And as I was thinking about that, brothers, I find it very interesting. And I'm just going to talk to you about a little uh, uh, something here, uh, first and foremost, because it, it, it reminded me, and again, we're talking about spiritual parallels here, of how the transition from the Obama administration in the United States uh, transitioned in the election to to come to rest in in the hands of the Trump administration and and I find it interesting applying the parallels that we were talking about yesterday that in the very first year uh, of the final four years of the kingdom of Babylon in our case we're presenting it from the perspective of the parallel that it's quite possible what's being revealed here is that the Trump administration or the current administration, whatever label you want to give it, uh, basically has been apportioned a four-year period. Now, I was as I was thinking about that today, uh, it's quite possible just from an alternative point of view that what we are seeing could be either uh, we're coming to the close of the four years and it, and the, and and the transition of power will take place, or as we hypothesized yesterday as well, uh, should the Lord intervene and for some reason the administration goes forth, then the insights that we're gaining by the scripture could also apply to the fact that it would only have four years left again. Either way, and I hope that's not too confusing, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Because if we're if we're seeing correctly what the scripture is, it seems to be implying, then we are indeed coming to the close of the four-year period, and a great global reset is about to happen now. Now, if that's the case, as I was thinking about it this morning, because what Daniel pointed out was in the very first year when he had this vision, what he saw immediately upon the ascendancy of this final four-year period of the Babylonian Empire is that the four winds begin to strive on the great sea. That's what Brother Jeremy just read in verse 2, when Daniel says, Daniel spoke and I said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven began to strive on the great sea. Now, the reason I said that is, is precisely likening the, the spiritual parallel to what we saw at the beginning of the four-year administration here it was on the date of january the 20th 
2017 that the new administration was was inaugurated. And, you know, I was there. <laughs> my, myself and, and my daughters, our family was there. I think Sister Debbie, Sister Debbie was at home. Uh, but my daughters and I and, and my son-in-law, we were there for this inauguration, January 20th, 2017. And what's interesting, when we parallel the striving of the four winds, immediately, the day after the administration was inaugurated, the very next day on January 21st, the largest demonstration in the history of the United States of America, the largest protest since the anti-Vietnam War protests of the 60s and early 70s, held under the banner of of, uh, of the Women's March on Washington, um, it began right away. Right away, when the administration was inaugurated, the very next day you had almost half a million people gather and I saw that too from my hotel window. They marched right in front of where we were staying. This massive crowd of people began to protest the administration. So as I was thinking about that, I thought about this the parallel of it in that that a striving already began to take place the very day the administration came to power. And and what's interesting is that it was really a compilation of so-called causes, uh, which included, check this out, it included abortion rights, gender equality and LGBTQ rights, racial equality, workers' rights, immigration reform, which is really code for no borders, right? The removing of national border states and environmental protection rights, which really is code for climate change, and a host of other causes, that's what they were marching immediately day one uh, after the ascendancy of the new administration. Much interestingly so, you know, this included all the cities, major cities across the United States, not just Washington, D.C. It included L.A., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, et cetera, and from what I was reading today, uh, estimates are that over 5 million people across the United States marched on that very next day. Now, that's one thing to say, okay, the nation is basically striving, because this is a spiritual component that was immediately introduced on the very beginning of, of the four-year period of, of the United States uh, seeing a new president come to power. Again, go back and listen to the mar yesterday's podcast. You'll understand better where we're at. You're really picking it up if you're just listening today from what we were sharing yesterday, but it'll make more sense to you in case you're a little lost here. But <clears throat> estimates are that over 5 million people were marching across the, the United States that day uh, immediately when the four years began. However, as I continued to research, uh, I saw that <clears throat> not only were they marching uh, on the, on that day, uh, in, in America, but also all across the planet, especially and primarily in Western Europe, um, they were marching as well. And estimates were that over 7 million people were protesting and, and, and marching in, 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 uh, in protest against the new administration on day one. Now listen, the reason that we point this out is because Immediately upon the rise of the new president, 
or in, in Daniel's case, upon the rise of Belshazzar, the winds of strife began to blow across the great sea. In Daniel's vision, <clears throat> like we spoke yesterday, when he saw it, he saw it in the beginning of the ascendancy of Belshazzar, and immediately our attention is drawn to four great winds uh, striving across the planet. Uh, and, and we know that what began in earnest was that the, the winds striving and blowing on the great sea are all symbolic language that the Bible uses to describe the entire world beginning to, 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 to rise up, and that a great contest of spiritual forces began. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, uh, that that's what, what we were witnessing. Precisely, it goes not without note that the administration was inaugurated and then boom, instantly, day one, uh, the next day, January 21st, the entire world is protesting. So you could say the parallel is this, Indeed, just like in Daniel's vision, as in our time, the whole world begins protesting. I think we were beginning to see what the Bible seems to indicate here, that the four winds began to, to blow across the planet. And what was actually being contested uh, was, was what we are now witnessing as we're concluding four-year time period, a great global reset is coming. And it began in earnest there. Now, it's going to make more sense as we go along. Brother Jeremy, could you read verse 3 to us again? Yes. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. Amen. So what we see that Daniel has revealed to him here is that immediately when he draws our attention to the first year of the final four years, of this Babylonian, this lion eagle-like nation that he describes it as, is that the, the four winds begin to blow over the planet. That's what the great sea represents. And listen, we need to understand something from the perspective of Scripture interpreting Scripture, because there's an interesting component here. What Daniel is actually seeing is revealed in the book of Revelation by the Apostle John. And we're going to see that. Turn over there, would you, Brother Jeremy, to Revelation chapter 7 real quick? Yes. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 7. Notice what's revealed here. In Revelation 7, what do we see in, uh, in verse 1? And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And then what, brother? Could you read uh, verse 2 and 3? And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. 
Amen. So what we see there, comparing Scripture with Scripture, is we see in the book of Revelation, and, and, and we ain't got time to get into all that, other than to say, once you get into the sixth chapter of the book of Revelation, what is being revealed there is that is that the wrath of God is about to be poured out. And then it transitions into Revelation chapter 7, where we see four angels uh, in the four corners of, of the world, uh, and, and, and they're holding back the wind. So like a, another piece of the puzzle is 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 dropped in here because what John is seeing in essence in John chapter uh, in Revelation chapter 7 is the is the is the is the is the time after the four beasts have risen out of the sea and and before it's allowed to take its full expression it's held back for a moment and what ends up happening we're told is that the people or the servants of God are about to be sealed by God. And so I threw that in there to say that that it is it is for this particular purpose that we draw comfort because what we see taking place then is that the very time that we're living in right now we we believe what is taking place even though things are happening there there is a sense that God's spirit is moving across the planet and that his children are being marked and identified and 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 sealed by God for the days that lie ahead before he allows the full expression of everything that's going to flood the planet he's going to mark and seal his children what's coming is coming quickly it's going to happen very rapidly if we are seeing things correctly. That is precisely where we are right now. So let's go back to Daniel chapter 7. Now listen, uh, what he sees, again, like we talked about, is, and we and you go back and listen to it yesterday. Could you read that again, Brother Jeremy, in verse 4 of, of Daniel 7? The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. And it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. All right. So before we discuss that real quick, and, and, and it's kind of a review, but it's not. It's actually part of where we're headed again today. Understand that what Daniel sees is an aggressive nature of spiritual forces fighting against each other. You know, they're, they're striving over the sea. But then what Daniel sees is, is not necessarily successive kingdoms, although that's how they would manifest themselves throughout history. In the vision that he's seeing here, they all come up at the same time. Look at, look at verse 3. Can you read that to clarify what I just said? They all come up at the same time. And four great beasts came up from the sea diverse one from another. This is a key component to understanding what we're talking about. Notice he doesn't say they came up individually. He says they came up simultaneously. And this is vital to understand if we're comparing it in a spiritual and prophetic parallel nature. Fancy words, but again, uh, bear with us. It's important to note that. Because then it transitions to verse 4, where his attention is drawn to the first beast 
that is a lion with eagle's wings whose wings are plucked and then he stands up like a man and a man's heart's given to it. The reason this is important is so that we can understand in fullness what the object is that's going to be diminished in order for the fullness of the rest of the beasts who have already risen up uh, to have their way. This one lion eagle-like nation has to be dealt with. It's why Daniel's attention was drawn to it. What we are saying, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> is that is what we see taking place right now in the United States. That's what 2020 has been all about. We talked at length yesterday about the prophetic parallels and how we have quite possibly reached in those parallels a very interesting thing that we discussed, that that it would it would be particularly uh you know our attention is particularly looking at the comparisons between babylon of old and what we believe is modern day babylon the united states of america i think daniel sees this first beast precisely because its days are numbered and the effect of bringing it into a diminished position is driven by these other beasts that came up at the same time. Now, <laughs> go back and listen to what we just recorded, and, and this will make sense. Now, before we move on, though, we need to understand a, a really interesting truth that's revealed here. Brother Jeremy, could you read Daniel 7, verse 1? Yes. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. All right. So what we can understand from this is that Daniel wrote the dream. So he's, he's revealing to us that what he saw, he recorded. And for our, our understanding to, to grow deeper, what, what that tells us is when Daniel wrote this dream, it's at that moment that it became part of the scripture. So, and the second thing is, is that what Daniel said was he was then able to tell the sum of the matter. So he was able to write the dream and he was able to fully reveal what it was that the dream that he had was all about. What this reveals to us is in the end time of the fulfillment of these global events we're talking about, Daniel, who really is, like we've discussed, a foreshadow of the end time church, one, he will, uh, those who are at, at the time of the end witnessing these events will turn to what Daniel wrote. They'll turn to the scripture. And two, like Daniel, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will who are alive in the end time by God's grace also be able to do what Daniel did. We will be able to tell and make known the sum of all the matters. You understand what I, what I'm saying there? In other words, yes. Yes. We're going to be able to tell people what's actually happening. Just like Daniel was able to tell people by the scripture that he wrote, what actually it is that he saw, and in our case, what it is actually that we are seeing. 
It is a divine impartation of the Holy Spirit that is being given to the the true seeker of God in this time uh, uh, to bring clarification, light, and understanding of the times and the ability to speak it. Any thoughts? Yes. Uh, you know, I was looking up the word sum, and it means the chief, the head, the sum, right? It speaks about the essential content of what God reserved. He gave it to Daniel. That's amazing, brother. And, and But he's reserving the essential content of it for this generation or for the, the generation of the end of time or the last days that Daniel prophesied. That, that's amazing, you know, that God would reserve, hallelujah, for a people that is seeking uh, in this hour, these things are being revealed. That's the way yeah. God intended it for the end time, for the last the last day generation in this hour. I don't know about anybody else, but I mean that that excites me, and yeah. it, to to know that these things have been reserved. reserved that's what the, that's what you're saying, brother. That's what yeah. the Bible is saying for us. Yeah. For, for us. us. For you, the yeah. listener. You that are listening. Man. It's been reserved for you. Praise God. Amen. And 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 again, he he says that in connection with uh, verse one, where he says it, it it's in the first year of Belshazzar. We know from history, those of you who study history, if you go back and check it out, Belshazzar's reign was was four years long. So what's being revealed here in the prophetic parallel, as we've been looking at it, is that a four-year period would be allotted just before the decline of this global power, which is made up of the lion and the eagle. We liken that in spiritual parallel to the United States, because the United States was made up of the lion, which is the symbol of Great Britain. And then when it became its own nation, the eagle's wings were added to it. The United States is a, comp is, is a compilation of both symbols, both the lion and the eagle. But what Daniel is seeing is that when it's about to be diminished, he, he, he receives this vision like Brother Jeremy was just talking about and then is able to actually reveal what it is that he saw and bring understanding to it. In Daniel's time, he wrote it down so it became scripture. And then he spoke about it in the fullness of it. And this is a foreshadow for us at the end of time, letting us know that it would be by the scripture and through the Holy Spirit that we will be able to speak the whole matter for our times and for the, 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 the glorious fellowship of that end time church that, is, that has been given the right to see with clarity what it is that God is actually saying to his children. Let me tell you something. Not everybody's going to understand what we're talking about. And and it reminds me of, of like when Jesus would speak to the Pharisees who were experts in the word, right? But they couldn't understand right. his parables, right? They couldn't understand how he taught because he said, he said it wasn't for them, but he turned to his disciples. He said, unto you, it is given to know the mysteries, right? Of the kingdom of heaven. That's what we're talking about here. Amen. So in verse, Amen. Anything else, brother, you were going to say? Yeah, um, it, it brings it brings more insight into why uh, Babylon is called Mystery Babylon in uh, in the Book of Revelations, which which the Holy Spirit by calling it that 
desire for us to go back to the book of Daniel to That's study it. the very thing we're studying about. So think about that for a moment. It's called Mystery Babylon, which which is an allusion to uh, or it's alluding to Babylon in Daniel's day. So what, what scripture is telling us and what Daniel saw is that Babylon serves as a parallel, as a type and shadow, and that someone or, or some nation at the end of time will step into that role and, and in effect begin to fulfill the very things that are in type and shadow and its fulfillment at the end of time. Now, who is that nation? That's the question, right? That's always that been is, the question, is, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. We believe, oh, I believe personally, I'll just speak for myself, that it is the United States of America precisely because of the way that Daniel describes it. And and he describes mm-hmm. Babylon of his day as being the lion, the eagle, and then finally reduced to a man when it's about to go off the world stage as a global power. And 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 when he sees that, there's only four years remaining till that's going to happen. And then a great global reset takes place <laughs> in his time. What's interesting also, brothers, is that it's different than what Nebuchadnezzar saw, right? Because when Nebuchadnezzar saw it, he starts out as a head of gold, right? And then when he passes off the scene, it becomes arms and chest of silver, giving way to a belly of brass. You can find this in Daniel chapter two, and then two long legs of iron, and then finally culminating with uh, iron and clay for feet mixed together. And so so what's different, though, is when Daniel has this vision in Daniel chapter 7, God shows it to him as Babylon, not as a head of gold, but Babylon as a lion with eagle's wings. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is that mystery yeah. that you're talking about. Because under- <laughs> Yes. Understand this, Daniel seven, his dream. It 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 goes as he explains it in Daniel seven goes all the way to the end of time, and so he presents the four beasts that we're talking about here as as representative and and as existing at the same time at the time of the end. How do we know that? Because of what he says in uh, in chapter seven, let me look here real quick. Uh, verse nine, read verse nine to us, brother. Jeremy. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. He's describing the return of the Lord. He's talking about the ancient of days. Uh, John describes Jesus as having hair as white as wool, right? I mean, this is Jesus he's seeing. This is what makes the vision so distinct and how we know he's not talking about their time or even unfolding history exclusively. He's talking about the great diverse beast that, that emerges at the end of time, and it culminates with the return of the Lord. That is how we know this vision is unique, distinct, and why our attention is drawn to the United States of America as quite possibly being hidden here in that Daniel doesn't represent Babylon as a head of gold, 
but as as mystery Babylon made up of a lion and eagle's wings, and in the end being reduced down to one single individual man who no longer has the the authority, the power, or the ability to resist the next phase that brings the world into those final days that will culminate with the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Ancient of Days. <laughs> how uh, you know how how important it is, brother, what we're speaking about uh, in Daniel. So important that Jesus Himself in Matthew twenty four told us that when we see these things at the end of time, because that's what He's in chapter twenty four. He is responding to those three questions concerning the end of time, the sign of times. What does he say in the middle or around verse 14 or verse 15? He points us back to the book of the prophet Daniel. So what was that's a really in, in, Go ahead, brother. I was just going to say that's a really good point, brother Jeremy, because <clears throat> Jesus says that in a very unusual way. Do you have that scripture right there? Yeah, I can pull it up right now. Yeah, pull it up. For those of you who don't know, our brothers are on the road today doing God's business. And so they've taken the time to pull over and and uh, and 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 do this podcast for which we are most appreciated, appreciative of it. So, I'll pray yeah. for those those of you here the podcast today. Pray for them to make it home safely so we can do part three tomorrow. <laughs> Go ahead. Amen, amen. Okay, well, how does but Jesus... you know what? Right, it, ahead, it says uh, here in verse fifteen. And and by the way, just a, a little pause here. Uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. It is our joy always when we come together. The word that's primary, amen. So it's we do it with joy. Verse verse fifteen, uh, Jesus said, "When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso read it, let him." understand that that's a really that's really an interesting way for him to to conclude his statement right yeah because like like you were saying uh, both of you he drew our attention back to the to the prophet daniel and then he says he that reads let him understand something so there's a mystery there it's going to require understanding it's not just a simple surface thing it's a revelation that he's talking about. It, it, it's yeah. wrapped in an enigma, man. <laughs> it's there. And I think that's what we're discussing right now, like you said. So remember, we pointed out that the great, the, the global protests, that when I started talking about that, that erupted right at the beginning of the four-year term of the Trump administration, uh, the words begin to strive uh uh, you know, uh, or 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 the world in essence began to strive. You know, when Trump got elected, and I'm not just talking about Trump himself. I'm talking about the parallel that that Trump's kingdom right now, if you will, the king is is coming up under in, enormous pressure and has all four years. The winds of the entire planet began to strive, specifically over what unseating, right? The, the American empire, because what you know what? Did... Go ahead, brother. No, you know what, Brother Marty? Uh, I mean, as long as I've been alive and seen the transition of power of, of the president, I can't remember any time where uh, the transition of power felt like 
this is the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's I over. You know? I mean, okay, yeah. a Democrat took over in the past. All right. So they have their different views. And, okay, a Republican took over. You know, it's different uh, philosophy, ideologies, values more. Okay. Just back and forth, right? But yeah. never, never has it felt like, uh, you know, like this is it. It's finished. And you, you mentioned that when, you know, uh, the current president won his four-year term, the next day, I mean, the next day, the attack mm-hmm. began. We didn't know why or for what, you know, people are just looking at it like, well, they're just expressing their freedom of speech. But as as the following years went along, it it went to another level to where, like, whoa, you know, the elected president by the people. Yes. You know, that's no longer acknowledged. No. You know, you have pow- the powers that be that are trying to remove him, a president yes. that was elected by the people. Mm-hmm. And, and then it turns serious. You're like, whoa, what is going on here? And then and then you have talks of corruption at the voting ballots, you know, and so forth and so on. So, again, it, this this feels like it's an end of something, right, if, if we have eyes to see. Right. And, yeah. and that's exactly yeah. what Daniels is, is, is bringing forth when he when he talks about the, the, the reign of Belshazzar at, towards the end of his reign. It was the end of an empire. Wow. Yeah. Right? It was <laughs> yeah. the end of an empire. So I guess the case, and you brought forth the point, okay, maybe, uh, you know, the president gets another four-year four, four year term. Okay. Well, if this is his last term, then, you know, something really is, is in the horizon that's, that's evil. And if he gets another four-year term, what's going to happen after those four years? Right. So, um, so, you know, either way, it, either way, it's right. not good. Yeah, and I don't think that we've, you know, and that's why we're looking at it that way, too, because if for some, you know, unforeseen incident happens and he actually assumes power, <laughs> We could still right. apply what we're talking about here to his final four years, right? I right. mean, so right. either way, we are witnessing the the, the transition uh, of one global power yielding to right. to the onslaught uh, of the yes. whole globe, like you said. Go ahead, Brother Jeremy. What were you going to say? It's been an onslaught uh, or a relentless onslaught for these four years, which made me think, Brother Marty, of what we, we've been reading about the, how the four winds of, of the heaven strove. And, that, and mm-hmm. that word strove means to rush forth. And when you go deeper into the meaning, it gives the, the idea to gush forth as water. You know, it's speaking about the, relent, the relentlessness that we have seen in this presidency. And I just think mm-hmm. it's it's interesting that that word is Daniel uses it strove. It gives that idea of like a, a of water just gushing out with it relentlessly, you know. So I just wanted Imagine. to point that out. I, I thought that that's powerful, you know, what he's describing. Yeah, and and that's why we we see a striking parallel here, because Daniel's speaking really spiritually uh, here. And and that is something that the Holy Spirit wants us to understand from a spiritual point of view, because once we get to Daniel 
chapter 7, verse uh, 15 and 16, he then begins to get specific as to practical, plain interpretation of what he's just written that he saw in his dream. But what's interesting when you go into the rest of the chapter, which Lord willing we will in the coming days, when he begins to interpret his dream, he doesn't even talk about the other kingdoms. He only talks about the one kingdom. It's the fourth kingdom. It's the, it's the one that's diverse from all the others, which is what, what we're going to focus in on today based on what we're talking about. Now, I'm just going to plainly say it. We're likening the last four years of the Babylonian Empire to the last four years of the Trump administration. We said we were present for the inauguration, which we were, and we talked about how instantly, like Brother Fernando was just mentioning, he's never seen it like this, neither have I. And I, I've seen presidents since Kennedy. You know, I've been alive since John F. Kennedy, so I've seen all them presidents up till now. Never in the history of the entire time I've seen presidents have I ever seen, like Brother Fernando said and Brother Jeremy, what we've seen take place the very next day after the man was inaugurated, the entire world marched all over the world, not just in America, all over the world. You go look it up and you'll see millions of people. That is why we believe that the four winds began to strive against each other and why Daniel drew our attention to the lion eagle nation that would be reduced in its end to one single man. And that that man would be left without the power necessary to overthrow the transition, the global reset. He's left alone. He no longer has within him the power of the lion or the eagle. It's been so diminished that it comes down to one single individual standing against the rest of the world. <laughs> and, and, he's, <laughs> and he's not going to make it. Now, I, I, can't I can't tell you, you know, thus saith the Lord, but what I can tell you is I think this is over. I do think that it's over. Now, if my timing is off or our timing is off and it's actually going to be, he actually assumes power and has four years left, then I could say, well, then this is the final four years. But I'm not really seeing that. Because it ends badly for Belshazzar. We won't talk about that, but it does. Now listen, it's 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 more it it is more than interesting than that we approach Daniel seven from these apparent spiritual prophetic parallels, because we gain deep insight for our time. Now remember, the first year of Belshazzar is the event that triggered all four global powers, the four winds. That's what triggered the four winds, the final four years of Belshazzar and Babylon's reign. Once he ascended the throne instantly, Daniel has a vision, and they begin to, he begins to see all four winds simultaneously fighting against each other. They begin to struggle against each other. And, and really what, that, what that's representative of us is that all four are seeking domination of the planet because they're striving on the great sea, which is biblical talk for the whole world, all the peoples of the world. And then it culminates with the final power being described 
as being diverse from all the beasts before it. See, that's where we're headed quickly. Did you read Daniel chapter 7, verse 7, Brother Jeremy? Yes. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. Interesting. We have to ask the question, what, what, what Daniel said here, is this beast is different than all the beasts that preceded it. And and what makes it diverse or what makes it different is really multi-layered. And, and we don't have the time to get into all that today, but I pray God allows us to go forward and break these things down in the coming days. But here's where the, the student, really, the seeker of God, must be led by the Holy Spirit, comparing scriptures with scriptures and then connecting the dots. Because if we do, a full picture will begin to emerge. What is this fourth beast? Because it's the culmination of the striving of the four winds. Once the power is diminished, once the, 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 the lion-eagle component, which I think is Mystery Babylon, once it's reduced down to the one individual that cannot resist the whole world, all the rest of the winds striving against it. Again, I reiterate, Daniel first draws our attention to that first beast he likens as a lion-eagle component, which we believe is the United States of America prophetically, spiritually paralleling these things. He draws our attention there because it is the thing that must diminish in order to give way to the other three. But the other three become absorbed and become one giant beast. He calls it the fourth beast. It's diverse. It's different. It's where everything is headed. What is the fourth beast? Like we say, it, it is where we're headed in the next phase going forward, we quite possibly believe in our time. And to understand this, we must see the clues that are given to us by the Holy Spirit. Again, could you read to us, Brother Jeremy, verse 7 again? After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth, it devoured and broke in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was di diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. So diverse and different, but you see there's multiple clues given into what we're meant to look for for this coming fourth beast, which is already here, by the way. It's it's about to really take power in, in the coming days and months and, 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 and just a few short years. It'll, it'll solidify, but there's keys given in how Daniel describes it that could not be understood until the book of Revelation would be unfolded. And we are meant to draw our attention there. One of the things that he points out is that, notice what he says, what Brother Jeremy just read in verse 7. He, he has iron teeth. He devours and breaks in pieces. And then our attention is drawn to his feet. He stamps the residue with his feet. And it's 
completely different than anything that's ever existed before. And then he gives a major clue on where the where the trail of breadcrumbs lead. He says it has ten horns. Now listen, where do those ten horns show up in in other places of the scripture? Brother Jeremy, turn over to Revelation thirteen one, would you? And read verse one and two to us. Yes. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. There we go. One of the key and chief components that is revealed to us in Daniel's vision is that this fourth beast has ten horns. Well, we know that it wasn't going to be relegated to the time period of the ancient history that then was, even in the unfolding centuries. We know this because we just read in the book of Revelation that we see this beast rising up out of the sea precisely as Daniel described it, and it has ten horns. It's the same beast, only it's now in its fullness at the end of time being uh, driven and empowered by something else. It is a beast that emerges having been morphed to include the other two beasts, right? The leopard and the bear. What's also interesting is the mouth of a lion. It's missing the components of the eagle, right? But it yet retains right. within it the component of the lion. Very interesting. But it is a diverse beast because it's the dragon that gives it its power. Did you read that to us, Brother Jeremy, in Revelation 13? <laughs> yes. Uh, what verse? I think it's verse 3. Uh, let me two. see. Where it talks about who's getting. No, no, read, I think it's verse 2. Read verse 2 again. Okay. And it says, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. There we go. So uh, it's the dragon that gives it its, its power. It's the final piece that's made known to us. What is the symbol of the dragon in our time? It is, it is China. All of this is leading to one thing. That is what the prophet Daniel saw. It's leading to this. It is why we have seen the rise of the dragon. And we, and I, we encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast that we did on the dragon and the beast. Uh, I think it was about two weeks ago. Uh, and to 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 really fill in the information that we're talking about here, in case you're you're wondering where do you get that, well we we fill in a lot of information there, but again, ask yourself: Are we seeing lions and bears and <laughs> leopards and eagles and, and dragons in our time? Absolutely, we are. And 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 again, what we are saying here is that is that the dragon gives power 
to this fourth beast, and they're morphed as one. The ten horns are the same ten horns that Daniel saw. We're, we, we don't have time to get into all the horns and all the meanings of those. Other than to say this, and, and this is where we're going to conclude today, uh, Daniel 7 and 8. Can you read seven, uh, chapter 7, uh, verse 7 and 8, Brother Jeremy? Yes. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in the horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. This is what Daniel is revealing now. What we apparently are being told is that when the lion and eagle nation, which we believe is Mystery Babylon, which quite possibly we are putting forth, could be the United States of America, reaches its final four years as a dominant global empire, that something would trigger that event because it's reduced down to a single man. Daniel chapter 7, verse 4. And it's that single man, and at the time of that single man, spiritual things with spiritual now, that the four winds begin to fight against each other. The four winds we just read in Revelation chapter 7 are four angels, four entities four spiritually powerful beings who are aggressive in nature and begin to strive against each other. But really, what it's about is removing the first described beast or Babylonian empire or lion and eagle empire, which is reduced down to one man. As soon as it begins reduced down to one man, that's when they begin to strive to unseat that one man. And that's exactly what happens. But when it begins to make its move, it first begins to present itself as a global power that, as we will see tomorrow, is 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 the great global reset they've been touting and and in case you haven't been paying attention the framework for all this is well underway all over the world with the exception of one nation the lion and the eagle nation that now finds itself reduced down to one man who's trying with all his might to hold on to power but i have a feeling it ain't going to happen just like it didn't happen for belshazzar and the conclusion of the matter and what is going to unfold going forward is precisely what Daniel says here. It's going to become a global power made up of the leopard, the bear, which we'll discuss about tomorrow as well, Lord willing, but driven by the dragon, as we saw in the book of Revelation, we believe that dragon or the dragon component is a nation that is identified by the dragon which is China itself, the whole world striving together to unseat the Babylonian Empire in our day 
we believe that's the United States of America precisely because of the symbology that Daniel was given of the lion and eagle nation at the end of time, becoming that mystery Babylon quite possible, being reduced down to one final king over a four-year period, concluding with a great global reset. But what Daniel goes on to reveal here in verse 8 is that the stage, in, for, for us to understand, that the stage is being set for the, for the greatest global reset the planet has ever seen. I believe since the days of Adam and Eve, that was the first global reset, right? <laughs> if you want to use you want to use that phrase, when they fell, the whole world was reset. But one is coming out from all of this who will dominate the system. That's what Daniel called in verse eight the little horn. It doesn't end there though. That's what we talked about in in Daniel chapter seven verse nine. The Ancient of Days is coming, right? Could you read that again, Brother Jeremy? Verse 9. I, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. Incredible. So what's really Daniel revealing is that everything we're witnessing in our time right now is, is leading to the coming of the Lord. And the coming of the Lord is specifically going to be to deal with this entire dragon-driven, antichrist, false prophet system that is right on the precipice of crossing the threshold into human history right now. That's why we see such incredible intensity and conflict over our country right now. Oh, that you would understand what we're saying. I pray that you are. I think that you understand what we're saying. Whether you agree or not, get into the scriptures and see if these things be so. And I think you will at least be intrigued and at least stimulated to reflect that it's quite possible this is precisely what is being described here. And why we see this conflict over our nation is precisely because the winds are striving and something's being born. Something's coming to birth. Something that has been predicted since really the days of the garden. Because what Daniel saw here in his vision culminated with the return of the king and it's how we know that what he is seeing in daniel chapter 7 isn't just the historical narrative that you'll read in your commentary books from the elders of old but actually spiritual things with spiritual it goes all the way to the manifestation of the antichrist and and that is where we're headed and it, and 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 it culminates with once that wicked one makes his appearance with the return of the ancient of days and, and the one that is called the son of man. Can you read that in verse 13 and 14, brother Jeremy? Yes. I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion 
which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. That's where this is headed. How long? I don't know. I do know that it's near. It's a matter of uh, several years, quite possibly, maybe sooner. Only God knows the exact day and the hour. But we are not as those that should enter into these days without uh, understanding uh, the light that the Holy Spirit is desiring to give to us so that we can know that, that we have entered into that season. Paul called it this way. He said, man, that day should not come upon us unaware. That we are not of the night, but we are of the day. And, and that we are, we are having revealed to us precisely, and we're making a case for it now. You can follow us again and, 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 and go back and listen to these. Go to the scriptures we're showing you and make your own conclusion. We're not, you know, diviners here. We're not prognosticators. We don't claim to be prophets. But we are, we are being challenged by the scriptures and, and being led, we believe, through prayer and reflection and meditation and, and, and trying with all our might to hear the voice of the Spirit in the scriptures. What, what's beginning to emerge before us is what we are describing to you, and we believe precisely this is why we are seeing what we're seeing in our country right now. And, 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 and the case is, we are either coming to the close of a four-year period and the global reset is going to happen, or should the other scenario play itself out, there's still only four years left. Either way, the scriptures are screaming at us and telling us, based on what we are seeing take place globally right now, that we have entered the last days, we have entered the end of days, we have entered the end time. Daniel doesn't leave us, you know, clutching our our heads in, in despair. That's what he concludes with, is the Son of Man is coming. He's going to put down all rebellion. And, 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 and his kingdom shall have no end, he said. His dominion is forever and ever, for which we praise the Lord God Almighty, O oh Lord. Amen. Amen. But tomorrow, Lord, Lord willing, right? Uh, were you going to say something, brother? No, I'm saying amen. Amen. Oh, okay. Just said, Praise God. So tomorrow uh, we'll continue with Daniel 6, Lord willing, and what lies ahead as we go forward in what we believe is being revealed here for 2021. Because the feet of the bear is rising, the great global reset. I believe it's here. And it it is time for, for us to to press in, brothers and sisters, <laughs> while we yet have uh, a brief window of freedom left to do so, really. You know, everything's going to change. This is me talking. My brothers can say amen if they want to or not. I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on them. But everything I believe the Lord is speaking to us is telling us everything's going to change very, very quickly now. Yet we pray that that we might find a period of delay. You know, that's how, that is our prayer, that the Lord would yet extend his, his grace to our nation. But either way, what is written in the scriptures, it will be fulfilled. You know, it's my prayer that we seek God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the strength of his Holy Spirit within us so that, so that like Daniel, we too, like he said, we too behold until the ancient of days cast down all thrones. 
and our Lord Jesus Christ takes his place upon the throne of, of King David in Jerusalem, which is the throne of our Lord. And as it is written, he is a king who will rule in righteousness. And his kingdom and his dominion, it will endure before the, our great father in heaven forever and ever. This is what is coming. This is why we take hope. This is why our hearts within us are expectant. We are not some kind of crazy religious masochists hoping for the worst to happen. We look beyond that. We look beyond that because it tells us what the Bible has told us all along. There is an end to history and a new creation and a new heaven and a new earth. And the glorious King of kings and Lord of lords will rule and reign forever and ever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And he's inviting all of us while we yet have a chance to lay aside the sin which so easily besets us to embrace the extended hand of his grace and mercy that we might receive peace for our souls and our spirits and join him in that not too distant day from now when we hear that great trumpet as the bible says and meet him in the air and so forever be with him wherefore comfort ye one another with these words even so return quickly lord is our prayer brothers would you close us out today my my i don't think there's better words than to close than that scripture hallelujah that you just quoted <laughs> that brings a hope and remember, this is already established in heaven. Hallelujah. His word is already established. We know the end. We know that at the end, the king of kings is coming. Amen. And he's going to reign and judge in righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm comforted today. I pray that you are. I'm strengthened today. I pray that you are. I'm exhorted today and challenged. I pray that you are to seek. Let us be challenged. It's okay. Somebody said many years ago, a minister told me, the theology of many is going to be challenged in these last days. <laughs> well, let it. Let's take it to the scriptures. Let's see yes. what the scriptures say and see if it bears witness in your spirit. Praise God for this time. I pray that you join us tomorrow. We look forward to, to, being, uh, to being with you all tomorrow, Lord willing, and to continue to study in the book of Daniel. May God bless you. May God keep you. And as always, keep looking up.